From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York, this is Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, your host for this next hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. And this isn't just any episode. No, you're tuning in to our special holiday spectacular. And to celebrate, we're bringing back some of our brainiest VIPs. These are your game night dream guests, people. Of course, I'm talking about Liz Winstead and A.J. Jacobs. Now, to guess in the holiday spirit, please welcome comedian, author, and Daily Show contributor, John Hodgman. Hello. Hi, John. Are you ready for the holidays? Which one? (laughs) Uh, Did you celebrate Christmas? Yes, not ready. Not ready? Any others? New Year's, uh, not ready. <laughs> New Year's? Oh, how do you get ready for New Year's? I'm not ready. Yeah, okay, so you wouldn't know. Saturnalia? Ready. Ready. <laughs> Already covered in oil. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> uh, do you remember... Nope. Uh, okay. <laughs> Would you like to fantasize about yes. remembering? Yes, let's pretend that I remember. Okay, let's pretend. What toy or puzzle, anything, gift that you wanted as a child? That I didn't get? Big track? Why? You you didn't get that? No. Tim McGonagall got it. So is that big track that's like with the little cars that go round and round on a track? You know nothing about big track. (laughs) With the little guns? Big track was essentially, it was a programmable attack drone. It was, a, it was a tank, and you could program in a, a pattern for it to follow. So it would go forward, and then you could, say, take a left, take a right. If you had a completely intricate, inch-by-inch inch map of your house in your head, you could actually make it do things. Otherwise, it was great for banging into walls. Right. <laughs> All right, let's welcome our first two contestants, Scott Chin and Victoria Wong. Hi, Scott. Hi, Victoria. Victoria, what gift did you want as a child? Well, on birthdays, we always went out to dinner somewhere. And for some reason, I always wanted to go to Sizzler. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about, for some reason? (laughs) Like the shrimp is flying around in the commercials. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, Yeah. we never, they never took me to Sizzler. (laughs) Scott, how about you? Uh, Well, I actually got this gift. My parents were pretty good about it, but I I remember... Oh, wow, look at the bragger on Only, it's true. (laughs) Only child, only child. Yes, I am. That's That's right, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I'm also a member of the Super Smart Afraid of Conflict Narcissist Club, sir. I can spot an an only, certainly a stage away. But it was a ridiculous gift, too, because the first thing I thought of when you asked this question was when I was 10 years old... For some reason, I wanted this deluxe collector's set of Citizen Kane (laughs) when I was 10. It was like still in the VHS era, but it was a giant box with a book and photos and like a snow globe with Rosebud in it. So this first game is called Twas the Night Before This Day. And John, as a wordsmith, I would love it if you would describe what they are about to do. Ophira and I will recite the famous poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas, popularly known as Twas the Night Before Christmas, except we have rewritten the poem to be about some less popular holidays as part of public media's War on Christmas. Wow, it's it's funny you would just write that in the script like that. That's amazing. Every once in a while on the show, we like to take a stance. Yeah, why not? Ring in when you know which special day each stanza is about. The winner of this game will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show, and I will begin. Are you ready? Twas the night before this day. My prepping is done. I'm pranking my friends. It's just good-natured fun. It's a worldwide phenomenon, an annual hoax, in hopes that the gullible fall for some jokes. Victoria. April Fool's Day? Exactly, yes. Well done. Celebrated April 1 in the United States, April 4 in Canada. That is not true. No, right. I joked you all. Here's your next question. On this day, we honor a constant in math, reciting a number with an infinite path. And to prove this day's not just for those with nerd lust, we'll eat a dessert boasting fruit in a crust. Victoria. Pie day? 
Wow. Pie Day, yeah. Wow. Wow. Cleaning up. Cleaning up. Do you know what date that is, by any chance? March 14th? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> if you round down, if you round down. Yes. <laughs> is there a whole thing where some people are like, no, we celebrate it on the next not day? Yet, not yet, not <laughs> yet. Are you ready for the next one? Now pizza, now bean dip, now hot wings, now guac. On this day, the beer is consumed round the clock. The players will frolic with helmets and pads. To be honest, I kind of dig watching the ads. Super Bowl Sunday. Victoria is correct. Yes. On this day of revolt in 1789, the prison was captured. The king saw the sign. Le fête national leaves despots in its wake, though we don't know who really said, let them eat cake. Scott. Bastille Day. Yes. Right. Ophir, let me just break in for a second. You did say you were Canadian, right? Yes, yes. That was a terrible French accent. Um... (laughs) I wasn't doing a Québécois accent, just ah, so you know. I was doing it? someone from France that has lived a long time in Canada and then moved to Brooklyn. Je comprends. <laughs> Don't argue, me hearties. This matter is weighty. Instead of hello, you should say ahoy, matey. If you don't use this lingo, it's you that I'll smite. Happy this day to all, and to all, a good night. Scott. Talk like a pirate day. Exactly. And weirdly, also boxing day. Isn't that strange? (laughs) We would have accepted either. That was a really amazing and aggressive pirate. I loved that. That was my Quebecois accent. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Fantastic game. Victoria, we'll see you and John Hodgman again at the end of the show. Now let's welcome our very own JC, Jonathan Colton, everybody. Mele Kalikimaka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright. The sun will shine by day and all the stars at night. Mele Kalikimaka is Hawaii's way to say Merry Christmas to you. Yuk Solo. Christmas will be green and bright The sun will shine by day and all the stars at night Mele Kalikimaka is Hawaii's way To say Merry Christmas to you To say Merry Christmas to you Welcome Rob Galise and Karen Sloan. Now, you both have a thing for holiday carols. Rob, your family does something a little fun with the 12 days of Christmas? Right. Um, just a few years ago, I decided we are going to make it more fun, and we put, like, 12 celebrities or different ways of singing, and whatever you pulled out of a hat, you had to do that character and sing your day of Christmas like that character. Oh, Okay. Could you do a little uh, example? Um, what do you got? I deliberated a lot before putting it in there. It was Adolf Hitler. It, just, it sounded like it was really going to be funny. And we got really fortunate. <laughs> it always does. It always does. It always sounds like it's really yeah. going to be funny. It, it worked out. It worked out because they got nine. That was the day that they got. So they could say nine. It was, 
it was brilliant. It worked out. It worked out great. <laughs> that is a lovely and heartwarming Christmas tradition. <laughs> Karen, you are obsessed with Christmas music. Is this fair to say? I think that's pretty fair. What do you think are the ingredients of, you know, the, the best Christmas song? Wham. <laughs> Undoubtedly, wham. You're talking about last, last Christmas I of gave course, you my heart? Of yeah. course I'm talking about last Christmas. I like my Christmas, my holiday joy with a side of heartbreak and cruelty. Sure. <laughs> so does Rob. <laughs> So this game is called Don't Forget the Larics, Jonathan. We are going to uh, sing the Christmas carol Deck the Halls because we don't need to worry about lyrics at all. Most of the lyrics are fa-la-la-la-la-la-la. All the answers will be words or names that begin with the sound la. So puzzle guru Archung, will you please give us an example? If we said, it's smoked salmon on a bagel, you would sing fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-locks. And it's important that you sing the line because this is the holiday spectacular. And also, you're going to look like a fool if you stand there and you say, fa, la, 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 la. Doesn't make sense unless you sing it. Molten rock from a volcano. Rob. Fa, la, 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 lava. That's right. A cat named Garfield's favorite pasta. Karen. Fa la 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 lasagna. Yeah. He got married to Khloe Kardashian. Karen. Oh, this is so embarrassing. Fa la 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 Lamar Odom. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I thought it was going to be embarrassing because you didn't know the answer, but that's not what you meant. I'm embarrassed because I do. Yeah, that's all right. Penny Marshall and Cindy Williams. Karen. Fa la 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 Vernon Shirley. <laughs> That's right. Surgery on the frontal cortex. <laughs> Rob. Fa la 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 lobotomy. <laughs> This Brazilian dance is forbidden. Karen. Fa la 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 lombada. I'm so delighted that you people are singing. It's wonderful. All right, big finish. This is the last line of the song and your last question. Learn to breathe in childbirth classes. Karen. You got it. Congratulations, Karen. We'll see you later. Coming up, we'll sing even more holiday carols about folks named Chris. And we're going to play a game with comedian Liz Winstead. So stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. Thanks so much for listening to Ask Me Another, and we have a holiday treat for you. It's a preview of NPR's newest show, Invisibilia. Invisibilia looks at the invisible forces that shape human behavior, like the impulse to put things into categories or the meaning of dark thoughts. I know you have them. From the people who created This American Life and Radiolab, pretty amazing, check out Invisibilia. It's on iTunes under podcasts. Subscribe and you will be the first to hear a full episode of Invisibilia on January 9th. Enjoy. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and let's welcome to the stage the lovely and talented writer and comedian Liz Winstead. (laughs) Welcome back, Liz. Why, thank you. Now, what are the holidays like at the Winstead homestead? Christmas was a very big deal in my house, and every year growing up, 
Uh, my mom would set out the manger scene and hide the baby Jesus somewhere in our house. <laughs> Are you supposed to do that? It seems non-standard, is that? Oh. <laughs> and so Christmas Eve began the hunt for Jesus. The most dangerous game. Yes. <laughs> so then whoever found the baby Jesus won the prize. And you know what the prize is. You get to put the baby Jesus in the manger. Oh, boy. Yeah, and so then we have the baby Jesus birthday cake, which was always the same cake every year. It was an angel food cake with Cool Whip frosting and M&Ms. Yeah, and as many candles as my mother could shove on top of it as possible. And then she would light the candles and then we would sing happy birthday to Jesus. That is uh, one of the creepiest things I have ever heard. And lovely, and lovely, I think. Okay, so Liz, let's meet your opponent, Julia Lunetta. Hi, Julia. Hi, Liz. Prepare to die. (laughs) I know that you are involved in the Ig Nobel Committee, but I don't know what that is. What is that? They're awarded every year at uh, Sanders Theater at Harvard University for uh, scientific achievements or general achievements that first make people laugh and then make people think. (laughs) Okay, and what's an example of one of these? There was a study on the effect of opera on heart transplant patients who are mice. I can tell I will never win an Ig Nobel, by the way. (laughs) Hey, wait, what's that sound? (laughs) Now, if you've got a keen ear, you know that's the sound of reindeer landing on the roof or zombies with chains about to attack. In this game, all the answers will be a sound or sound effect. To get the point, contestants, you must reproduce the sound. Puzzle guru, Archung, do you have an example? If we said, according to federal law, a conductor must make this sound at least 15 seconds before crossing a public highway, you would say, (laughs) (laughs) choo-choo. They are both unimpressed, but they will play anyhow. Let's really hear you make these sounds, and the winner will move on to her Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Johnny Weissmuller made this sound when he played Edgar Rice Burroughs' famous vine-swinging hero. Julia. You should give yourself one of them Harvard awards for that. <laughs> I have tears in my eyes, so I just want to let you know that was beautiful. Guess you're not shy. <laughs> The only impression I can do is Ariana Huffington. This sucks. All right, let's hear it. Al Gore. <laughs> Darling should have won the election. He was stolen from Al Gore. The earliest surviving copyrighted motion picture is a five-second short of a man caught in a sternutation. Liz. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Beginning in 1929, the NBC radio network played this sound at the top of every hour. Liz. Bing, bing, bing. Ah, yes. Some solutions for stopping this sound include sleeping on your side or having your uvula removed. Julia. (laughs) Correct. John Williams won the 1976 Academy Award for Best Original Score by composing a theme that primarily featured these two notes in repetition. Julia. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, that's the Olympics. I'm sorry. Uh, That did not sound like the two notes that I was expecting. But you know, I'm pretty particular about notes. Oh, Oh, wait, does that mean that I get to maybe buzz in because you're ruling it wrong? I think that's the winner. That's also Tarzan snoring, by the way. (laughs) Right, so Liz, so that was Jaws that you were doing, right? Yes! So, Julie, what were you doing? I was going for 2001. Oh. Oh, it just sounds to me that's Strauss, not Williams. Oh, well. 
You know how to make this sound, don't you? Just put your lips together and blow like you would when performing the theme song for the Andy Griffith Show. Julia. and correct. In the early 1990s, ooh. <laughs> Back then. I know. We were all so young. In the early 1990s, millions of people heard this irritating sound while connecting to services such as Prodigy and CompuServe. Julia. born to answer that question. It was awesome. It always did sound like little creatures just like <laughs> gnawing through cables. Julia, have you ever thought of trying to get a job on Prairie Home Companion? <laughs> All right, this is your last clue. I cannot wait to hear this sound. Actor Peter Mayhew played a legendary character in Star Wars. But he didn't provide this sound, which was created by mixing the sounds of several animals, including a bear and a walrus. Liz. That's, that's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. I love that you did that one, though. I've never seen Star Wars. What? No, never. I don't like space. Not a lot there. Uh, okay, so, but that was a great, that was great Darth Vader. Yeah. But now what we're looking for, Julia, can you steal? <laughs> Not my best. Um, what was that? Remember, I've never seen, so I have no idea what she did. How do I know she won? I've it's a walking carpet. <laughs> Chewbacca? A Chewbacca. Yeah, That's Chewbacca. a furry character. That is a furry that character. That is a furry yes. character. Yes. That's right. <laughs> Art, how did our fantastic contestants do? They did amazing, and Julia is our winner. All right. Congratulations, Julia. A huge round of applause for Liz Winstead, everybody. Julia, we will see you for the final round at the end of the show. Let's welcome our next two contestants, Kim Rayford and Steve Cohen. Kim, you're visiting us from St. Louis. Welcome. And you're a plant biologist. I am a plant biologist. Fantastic. Steve is a professional photographer. Do you photograph plants? I have. You really? Well, in the course of photography, you know, I've had a plant grace my set or two. <laughs> it just sort of happened? Yeah, you know. Well, this game is called The Chris in Christmas, and it's a music game. Uh, this is a pretty simple game. I'm going to play some classic holiday songs with the lyrics rewritten so that the song is about a famous person or fictional character named Chris, including names that can be shortened to Chris, like Christopher. <laughs> All you have to do is name that Chris. Are you ready? Yes. Ready. Rockin' around the big blue sea, a West Indies path he knew. In the 15th century, with three ships and a crew. Kim. Christopher Columbus. That's right. Yeah. She really can sing, she really can dance. On the voice, she helps contestants advance. This Grammy winner's coming to town. Kim. Christina Aguilera. You got it. Instead of a sleigh, she travels on that swivel chair, right? Yeah. Extina. <laughs> SNL, loud and jolly. Pals with spade, big as a trolley. You frolicked and played, got Tommy Boy made. Laughing in a man-child wonderland. Steve. Chris Farley. You got it. Woo! 
She plays a hottie who works at Sterling Cooper and Price. How nice. Been an awful good girl. Curvy redhead. Let's cuddle and watch Mad Men tonight. Kim. Christina Hendricks. Correct. Let's just wait a minute for all of our listeners to return from that fantasy world. Did I oversell it? I oversold it. <laughs> In a big blockbuster novel, he romances Anna Steele. With whips and chains and lots of pain, makes readers really squeal. Oh no, you're both pretending not to know the answer. Steve? Rob Ford. Is technically correct, but that's not what we're looking for. Kim, do you have a guess? Christian something. Oh, okay. Uh, do you know, audience, what the answer is? Christian Grey. That's right. Fifty Shades of Grey. Best in show, best in show, mockumentary. Starring, writing, and directing, this man did all three. Spinal Tap, Spinal Tap, greatest film of all. In my attic, I still have my Nigel Tufnell doll. Steve. Christopher, and I'm blanking on his last name. Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest is right. We think he was the best Batman. We think he was the best Batman. We don't want a new Batman, even if it's Ben Affleck. Kim. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. This is your last clue. She was a roommate on this 1970s show. She was blonde and fun and laughed a ton. Jack and Janet loved her so. Kim. Chrissy Snow. Yes. Art, who won that game? Kim was our winner. Congratulations, Kim. You are moving on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. some trivia you can use. According to the Department of Transportation, over 90% of long-distance travel over Christmas and New Year's is made by car, and the average distance is traveled 275 miles. Why are we talking about that? You're about to find out, because we're going to do some travel of our own, because our next contestant is on the line. Hello, you're on Ask Me Another. Hi, this is Zach Doyle from Nashville, Tennessee. Hello, Zach Doyle. Have you always lived in Nashville? No, I'm originally from uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Ah. And how many other places have you lived? Is that it? Just Louisville and uh, Nashville? Yeah, uh, those are the two big places I've lived for lots of periods of time. I actually work camp in the summers, which has let me live um, in about six other different cities across the country for at least two or three months at a time. So. Okay, good. Because we're going to find out how well you know your way around the country. Because this okay. game is called Are We There Yet? And we're going to give you a starting point and list three destination cities. You have to put the cities in order of driving distance from the starting point, from shortest to longest. Puzzle guru Archung is going to give you a quick example. So, Zach, if we said put the following cities in order of driving distance from New York City, Seattle, Cleveland, and Chicago, you would say Cleveland first, then Chicago, and then Seattle. Got it. How do you feel, Zach? Feeling good. Excellent. All right, so you're seeing your family in Albuquerque, New Mexico, but you're going to drive to see more family in Portland, Maine, Portland, Oregon, and Portland, Texas. I would say Portland, Texas, Portland, Oregon, Portland, Maine. You would say the right thing. All right, you're hanging out in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania but you're going to do some shopping in Columbus, Georgia, Columbus, Ohio, and Columbus, Indiana. Columbus, Ohio, Columbus, Indiana, Columbus, Georgia. Again, correct. Are 
Are there any computers around you, Zach? No. All right, let's say you're listening to our show in Charlotte, North Carolina, and you think, you know what, I want to listen to the show also in Miami, Tampa, and Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida, Tampa, Florida, and Miami, Florida. Oh, that was too easy for you. (laughs) Okay, finally, you're in New Orleans, and, you know, why leave? Why leave? You're in New Orleans. But you're going to leave. You want to see some friends. So you're going to go to Kansas City, Oklahoma City, and New York City. Ooh. Uh, (laughs) Let's say... I'm going to say Oklahoma City, Kansas City, New York City. You got them all correct, Zach. Awesome. Every last one. So we're going to send you a copy of One Christmas at a Time. It's the holiday album from Jonathan Colton and John Roderick. And also a limited edition Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Hey, that's it right there. Thank you so much, Zach. You were a fantastic phone contestant. Don't just sit by the phone waiting for someone to call you. Why not be proactive? Just send us an email at askmeanother at npr.org, and we'll ring and bring the games to you. All you need is a landline and a dream. Like these listeners who called and told us about their favorite holiday traditions. This is Eric Schulmiller from Port Washington, New York. My favorite Hanukkah tradition is the Major League Dreidel World Series, where spinning under the name Delta Force, I achieved the MLD world record for longest spin, 18.03 seconds. Hi, this is Emily McDuffie from Indianapolis, Indiana. My family celebrates Christmas around a tree that is decorated with empty beer cans, fake money, shotgun shells, and playing cards. This is Gretchen Grove from Hawaii, and our holiday tradition involves New Year's Eve, where we take our Christmas tree, tape and wire fireworks all over it, and set it on fire, and watch the thing explode. Those are our listeners, yes. Coming up, more holiday traditions with the man who lived a year of his life biblically, A.J. Jacobs, and a duet from Jonathan Colton and John Hodgman that will spin your dreidel. This is Ask Me Another from NPR. Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's Hour of Trivia, Puzzles, and Word Games. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and when I was a child, I will tell you that I was obsessed with Santa Claus. I wanted to go see Santa Claus in the mall, because I thought that was the real guy. (laughs) My mother wouldn't let me. I would go, I want to go see Santa Claus, and she would go, no! (laughs) And I'd say, why not? She would say, because we're Jewish. (laughs) So I would say, well, who brings us presents? Who brings Jewish kids presents? And she would make up stuff all the time. So she was like, uh, Moses. <laughs> She's like, yeah, Moses comes down the mountain every Hanukkah with a sack of dreidels and menorahs. And I knew that was not right. Uh, so I still wanted to go see Santa in the mall. And she would, wouldn't let me go. So one day when we were at that mall, I'm looking at that beautiful castle with all the cotton batten snow with sparkles on it and all the kids are lined up and they all look so happy and I just begged her. I got on her very last nerve until she went, fine, go see Santa. And I couldn't believe it. And I got on the line with all the other kids, uh, but I didn't say anything because now I was an undercover Christian and I didn't want to blow it, you know? So I was like, be quiet, just remember what you want to ask for. That's all you have to do is just say what gift you want. And I wanted a Barbie dream house. So I was like, Barbie dream house, Barbie dream house, Barbie dream house. That's all you have to say. And then it became my turn and a little gloved hand beckoned me in. And there was Santa Claus. Uh, And he invited me to sit on his creepy lap because, right, he's just a guy. I didn't know that. He was just a guy. But it was still cool. And then he leaned into me and said, 
What would you like for Christmas, little girl? The best question. And I looked up at him and I just went, I'm Jewish. Like, I fell apart. I couldn't handle it. Just totally broke under the pressure and went off script. He was like, that's okay, so am I. I didn't know what to do with the information as a kid, so I just started repeating it like louder and louder, just went, Santa's Jewish, Santa's Jewish, Santa's Jewish! And these mean elves came out of nowhere and like pushed me out of the castle. Kids were crying. I heard an elf on a walkie-talkie going, code nine, Jew in a lap, code nine, Jew in a lap. The whole commotion. And I ran out to my mother and there's all this kind of chaos going on. She's like, what is going on? I'm like, mom, I just found out that Santa is Jewish. And my mother, without skipping a beat, goes, well, of course he is. Who else do you think works on Christmas? <laughs> Let's get back to the puzzling. Please welcome our good friend, A.J. Jacobs. <laughs> now, the last time you were on our show, it's fair to say that you basically dominated the game. Yes, well, it was about initials, and I do happen to know about initials because my AJ is my name, so I, I can't say that I'll dominate this time. All right, well, let's, we'll see. Let's welcome your opponent, Mary Spadoni. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Mary, what, what is it like to spend time with your family over the holidays? Well, on Christmas Eve every year, no one actually likes each other, so we try to do these, like, terrible icebreaker games, and it's like... Stupid family tricks. And my aunt's like, I can wiggle my ears. And then we all like, watch her wiggle her ears. And we're like, this is the worst Christmas Eve ever. So it's, it's terrible, actually. But it just keeps going. We just Year. keep going. Yes. That is, that is yeah, family. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Excellent. <laughs> AJ, what's it like at your house? Well, like Mary, we like to have our extended family over, so uh, aunts, uncles, and cousins. And actually, this year, I'm hoping one of my favorite cousins is going to come, Ophira Eisenberg. <laughs> oh, I'm a cousin? I'm in. You are literally a cousin. I did research, what? and I discovered... <laughs> yes. To be specific, you are my wife's third cousin's wife's First cousin, once removed, wife's second cousin's husband's niece. So, you know, br practically brother and sister. I, I, <laughs> I expect to see you there. All right, so in this game, we'll be roaming around the world to explore some weird, funny, and interesting international holiday traditions. Okay, so we'll read you a tradition, and you have to tell us, is it real or is it fake? Jonathan Colt and I are going to alternate questions, so no need to buzz in. We'll start with you, AJ. In Italy, rather than Santa Claus bringing presents, an old woman named La Bufana rides on her broomstick on the evening of January 5th, climbs down the chimney, and fills children's socks with candy and small gifts. I'm going to say that sounds true. You are correct. That is true. All right. All right, Mary, this one's for you. <laughs> In the German town of Froberg, male students returning home from university jump into a nearby lake on Christmas morning to fetch a floating ornament, which they present to their parents in exchange for a gift. It's called Geschenksprung, or gift plunge. Uh, that sounds terrible, but kind of awesome. How about true? I'm sorry, it's ah. false. Oh. In Caracas, Venezuela, streets are closed on Christmas Eve because many people go to midnight mass by roller skating to church. Interesting. Isn't it? I, I am not sure. I would say, I'm going to say uh, false. That is true. That is true. Yes. Oh. They go to midnight mass by roller skating to the church. They close it's down fun. the streets. You know why it's fun? Totally it's fun. It's just fun. Until the, the one guy in rollerblades show up. Shows up. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> In Japan, it's traditional to eat Kentucky Fried Chicken for dinner on Christmas Day. KFC is so popular that customers are urged to place their order up to two months in advance for takeout or to make a reservation to eat in. I have to say true. It is true. During the late 19th century in Aveiro, Portugal, children traditionally climbed to the top of a lighthouse and threw their least favorite gift into the ocean. Mm. <laughs> 
Today, to be environmentally conscious, children throw biodegradable banana peels after they donate their least favorite gift to charity. Whew. That is a good one. I, uh, I got burned last time for saying false, but I'm going to try it again. I'm going to say false. Yeah, that's false. All right. Yes. Whew. Can you imagine saying to your kids, which was your least favorite? <laughs> oh, they way. make it very clear. <laughs> the sweater. They are brutally honest. Don't worry. It's not the one I wanted. <laughs> On the first day of Kwanzaa, the island of Barbados holds festivals featuring leatherback turtle races. The winning turtles are given a special meal of cantaloupe and figs and a choice of mates. That sounds lovely. That sounds nice. That's yeah. a lot better than jumping into a cold lake. Yeah, yeah. Cold water, bad. Uh, turtle race is true. It is false. Oh, yes. Leatherback turtles always pick their own mates. Oh. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. They're the baddest turtles. That's true, notorious. <laughs> Ter- they have terrible relationships. The divorce rate is very high. Super high. <laughs> All right, this is your last set of clues. AJ, since 1948, the Canadian town of Dawson has staged an outdoor chess game on Christmas Day with children as pawns and prominent citizens as kings and queens. Last year's game ended in a stalemate and after 14 hours when the town's mayor got frostbite on three toes. (laughs) Hmm, you had me till the frostbite. That was a little suspicious. I am going to say true, though. That sounds... Uh, oh. What kind of idiots do you think we are in Canada? That is false. <laughs> it does sound pretty Canadian. It sounds pretty Canadian. <laughs> All right, Mary, this is it. Okay. Every December 7th, Guatemalans gather trash from their homes into a giant pile, throw an effigy of the devil on top, and then light it on fire. This is known, perhaps not surprisingly, as the burning of the devil. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Let's go with true. That one is true. All right, Art, how did our contestants do? We have a tie. So this tiebreaker, you're going to need your buzzers. In the United Kingdom and other Commonwealth countries, December 26th is also a holiday, marking the day when servants would get their presents. What's this holiday called? AJ. Boxing Day? That is correct. Thank you, Mary. AJ, you are moving on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Now please welcome back John Hodgman and his trusty ukulele. Hi, John. Hi, Jonathan. Is this what happens? We just sing a song? Yeah, we just sing a song, man. It's no big deal. A non-denominational holiday song? Non-denominational holiday song. Barely a holiday song at all? (laughs) Are you ready? Uh, me, 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 I'm ready. Okay. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and old lang syne? For old lang syne, my dear. For old lang time, we'll take a cup of kindness yet. For old lang time, we too have run about the slope and swam. Go on is fine. We've wandered many a weary mile since old. For old Langsyne, for old Langsyne, we'll take a cup of kindness yet for old Langsyne. For old Langsyne, my dear, for old Langsyne. 
John Hodgman and Jonathan Colton. Now to put the star at the top of our tree, let's bring back the winners from all of our former games from Twas the Night Before This Day, Victoria Wong. From Don't Forget the Larix, Karen Sloan. From What's That Sound, Julia Lunetta. From The Chris in Christmas, Kim Rayford. And from Traditional Holiday Traditions, A.J. Jacobs. Puzzle Guru, Art Chung, would you like to lead this final round? I would. Ophira, this final round is called Cinema Synonyms Holiday Edition. We've taken our trusty thesaurus to rewrite the titles of famous holiday films. You have to tell us the original title. For example, if I said a holiday with singer Barry or actress Betty, you would answer White Christmas. We're going to play this spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You only have a few seconds to give us an answer. Remember, the clues will be synonyms of famous holiday films, though in some cases we're using the term synonyms quite loosely. <laughs> Here we go. Victoria, what a fantastic existence. Love Actually? No, I'm sorry. Uh, step aside. Karen, what a fantastic existence. George Bailey. Three seconds. Um. I'm sorry, you have to step aside. Julia, do you know the answer? It's a Wonderful Life? That is correct. I'm sorry. You have to say goodbye to Victoria and Karen. Kim, a wonderful event in Midtown. I'm sorry, your time is up. AJ, do you know the answer? I believe it's Miracle on 34th Street. That is correct. <laughs> Tough game. We are quickly down to two players. <laughs> Julia, a bad dream in advance of the holiday. A nightmare before Christmas. That is correct. <laughs> AJ, an octet of madcap evenings. Uh, eight crazy nights. That is right. Julia, December 31st. New Year's Eve. You got it. AJ, staying in by oneself. Home alone? Home alone, you got it. Julia, a mythical diminutive being in human form, endowed with magical powers, and given to interfering in human affairs. Elf? You got it. <laughs> AJ, the north-south train that makes few stops. Polar Express. You got it. <laughs> Julia, crappy Kris Kringle. Bad Santa. Well done. <laughs> AJ, let's convene by the Gateway Arch. Meet me in St. Louis. I'll meet you in St. Louis. Julia, the past tense of Ebenezer. Scrooged. Scrooge is right. AJ, no points in tennis, as a matter of fact. That's love, actually. That is love, actually. <laughs> Julia, AMC subcompact cars from the 1970s. Gremlins? That's right. <laughs> AJ, assorted cashews, pecans, filberts, and almonds. Mixed nuts. Mixed nuts. That's right. You may ask yourself, how many holiday movies are there? <laughs> A lot. Julia, the spouse of the diagonally moving chess piece. The bishop's wife? Yep, that's right. <laughs> AJ, one of the world's largest hotel chains. Holiday Inn? You got it. I didn't know that was a movie. <laughs> You've officially ran out our game, so we're... <laughs> Too good at this. 
You broke our game. <laughs> All right, we have to go to a tiebreaker. Your clue is a Yuletide tale. AJ. A Christmas story? That's right. What a final round. AJ, you're our big winner. You win a special Ask Me Another white elephant stocking filled with stuff from the whole staff. Yeah, it includes emu jerky, a Y adapter, breath mints, an old Farside collection, a rubber ducky, and a few other surprises. So, happy regifting. If you would like to be a contestant on our show, find us on Facebook or Twitter, or just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. And if your family is driving you crazy this holiday season, download our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. That's our show. From all of us at Ask Me Another to all of you, happy holidays. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Now, Jolta Cannon. Additional puzzle writing by Kyle Beakley, Karen Lurie, Jim Newman, Greg Pliska, Ellen Title, and J. Keith Van Stratton. Ask Me Another is produced by Jesse Baker, Jab Seekers, Josh Rogeson, Sojig Honors, John Asante, Hat No Jeans, and Eleanor Kagan, and Orange Lake. Along with Portia Robertson Migas and Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Paul Ruest, Noriko Okabe, and David Hurtgen. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC, and a special thanks to our friends, John Hodgman. Dang, Ohm John. Liz Winstead. I dazzle twins. And AJ Jacobs. Ja, sack job. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Here's how to be a good contestant on Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Tip one, if you don't know the answer, guess. Driving Michael Phelps. <laughs> Could I say right now that I would totally watch the TV show Driving Michael Phelps? Tip two, remember what show you're on. What's the Liberty Bell? That is correct. We're not in Jeopardy, but you're right. Tune in and shout out answers every week on Ask Me Another. Game on. just want to remind you to check out NPR's newest show, Invisibilia, that looks at the invisible forces that shape human behavior. Like, why do you put things into categories? Or why do you have dark thoughts? It's from the people who created This American Life and Radiolab. So check out Invisibilia. Find it on iTunes under podcasts and subscribe and you can hear the first full episode of Invisibilia on January 9th.